be obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every A doodle, let me let go, me my go. girls. Doodle, doodle, let me, let me go. go. A doodle, ah, let me go, oh, my yeah, girls. girls. Doodle, 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 let me doodle, doodle, go. Doodle, doodle, let me go. Doodle, let doodle, me go. I'm having a fucking mental breakdown. All right, let's start this episode. Um, I feel much like 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 everyone in this movie that we're about to cover. Um, I. I I am going off the deep end. My brain is here when it should be here, but right now it's not there. It's here. We're talking about the lighthouse today. You know, I would not. I I wouldn't want it in any other place. Are you talking about your ass? Yes. And what's it? Yes. Okay. Well, I I'm I talking was... about doodle. Let me go. You know, oh, doodle. Let me go. Okay. Yes. 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 So the lighthouse. It was written by Robert and Max Eggers. This is Robert Eggers' second movie. Eggers, whatever. Dose. Um, directed also by Mr. Eggers himself. Uh, the budget was four million. The box office was eighteen point three million. I kind of some feel of us like call the... him the Eggman. Uh, uh, do what now? We we call him the Eggman. Is that what we call? I, th- I would actually call you that before I called him that. <laughs> You kind of I mean, look like Eggman you, from Sonic. You, you have an Eggman mustache, though. I will also say that I'm fucking spiraling, and I keep trimming my mustache on both sides. <laughs> this Zoom call is not fucking helping me. James actually just witnessed a mini mental breakdown a couple minutes ago. Um, fairly fairly small, though. Not not a big deal. Yeah, um, you're fine. You're fine. But we're, we're doing fine. We're great. Yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, so, so there's this... Uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of skip way ahead. This doesn't have anything to do with like the the order of events of the movie, but with the current state that you're in, I think that it's very interesting to bring up this uh, theory that I found about the lighthouse, and that there's a way that you can view the characters in this movie as actually being the same person. Okay, and what is that? It's either it's either like. Uh, it's it's one guy, and this is like a battle happening within his mind of like his future self and his younger self, his older self and his younger self. Or you could also perceive it as like the ego versus the id within you know one human being. Okay, I could see that because I'm definitely both people at all times. Exactly. So is that your theory about this movie that it's not two people? It's not Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. It's just it's they're one. It's kind of like the dark crystal. You know, I think it's a really fun and interesting way to look at the movie. I don't know whether Eggers meant for it to be that way. From what I found, that's not necessarily his intention. His intention was more for it to be about, um, like, 
kind of a, a mirror of like Greek mythology and shit, which which obviously works. That's the way you wrote it. But I think that there's a very interesting exercise in viewing this as like a, the lighthouse is a, a battlefield of the mind of one human being. Okay, well, yeah, I could see that because I'm actually having a very lighthouse-esque battle in my brain right now, just kind of like living my day-to-day life. Um, and I think my, the the way that my day is going to end is I'm probably going to jerk off to uh, like some <laughs> doll of some sort and imagine a, a giant <laughs> vagina on it. So, I mean, like, I, I do, I do kind of see what you're getting at. Perfect. Anything else? No, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like the entire dynamic of this movie was kind of the dynamic that me and you have toward each other. It, there there definitely are some similarities, but I I would like to know from your perspective, uh, you know, who who really is who? And in terms of it being me and you? Yeah. I am gonna go ahead and say that actually it's kind of hard. It's kind of it's kind of difficult, but we almost like trade places sometimes. I think we do, so I don't know if I could say that we're exactly both but I wanna say that I'm a little more on the Pattinson side. I think you're probably right. Right? I'm a little more um, out of my fucking rocker a lot of the times. Um, I, I jack off a lot. Um, <laughs> I, think they, I think they're both guilty of jacking off a lot in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I also, But then again, I also fart a lot, and I also binge drink mm. a lot. It's true. So I don't know. I kind of relate to both of them because it's a story about one person. A thought that I had about this film, I'm I'm really interested to kind of hear sort of more perspective from maybe like some some listeners. What is is this for a Patreon? What what's, what are we doing here? What is what's this no, episode? No, for? this is an episode. Okay, fantastic. Uh I I actually would love for female horror soup listeners to like sound off on like what they think of this movie. I I think that I figured out through watching this movie a second time that Eggers is really good at making films for white dudes. So like, I really like the lighthouse, but then like in rewatching it, I'm also like, there's no female characters in this movie. There's obviously no diversity in this movie whatsoever. It's a very white new England fucking movie. And so like, I do wonder like, some of like the maybe psychological things that are are going on and being talked about, like do women watch Eggers movies? Like do women watch the lighthouse? Like, like do women watch this and like enjoy it? I did mention this the other day to a woman I was talking to and she said she very much enjoyed the lighthouse. I don't know her reasons why, or that's um, great. Exactly what's going on, but she does really enjoy it, and I think I have had a, I've had a few. Uh, okay, well, this is a Patreon pick. Um, the Patreon donor didn't want me to say who they were; they don't like uh, their name shouted out. But oh, this sure, is, sure, sure. But this is a Patreon pick, and I will say that the pick was by a woman. So I mean, I guess it, at least two women like this movie. <laughs> that's that's great because, like, as I'm watching it, and and I see, you know, a lot of things, especially looking at it as like 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 two in the same person and like and like you can kind of see this like this war back and forth and it's like I don't know sort of like the everyman's battle I guess of like you know the ego versus the id and like who you relate to at different times and like I'm watching it and I'm like absorbing all this shit and then I'm like if I, part of me thinks like oh like oh a woman would watch the movie and just be like 
yeah, all you guys are fucking insane. Like penises ruin everything. Like that kind of that's kind of almost a message of the movie is that penises ruin everything, right? Like Well, here's the real question. If it was two women in this lighthouse, do you think that it, the Willem Dafoe type woman, do you think that or woman, do you think that she would that she would fart freely or she would <laughs> or she would try to keep it silent? And then that's where we figure out where the tension lies. Okay. Okay. Uh I'd like to hope that uh that that gender bent Willem Dafoe would still fart freely. I'd like to hope that. I don't know if it's true, but I'd like to believe that it is. Look, I'm just bringing this up because you're talking about this whole like man dynamic and whatnot and then I was hanging out with someone the other day and they were like telling me a story about their man friends. They're like, "Yeah, I'll, they just fucking fart all the time and they do this and that and blah blah blah." <laughs> and then I'm just like, "I don't know. I'm kind of thinking like I th- I, th- I think back to Bree, and then I'm like, that dude farts freely. Like, there's just like there's there's no there's nothing holding holding that ass back. Like, it's just gonna rip on the daily, like just continuously. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, if it were two women, like, is it just like, w- would they be fine because they're women and there isn't this different gender dynamic, and they're just gonna fart freely, or are they gonna try to hold it in to? to make that other woman feel a little better and then maybe no farts, no tension, no murder. M- that might be true. Uh, I, Benson I d- did have I did. a huge issue with the farts. He said he was pissed he off. Did. He was done with the farts. You're right. You're right. The farts were like a a, a talking point. And I did see that, uh, I mean, Pattinson, Defoe, I just dropped Eggers. a shit ton of popcorn. <laughs> My day is so shit. I did see that all three of them uh, made like major comments in interviews about there being some homoerotic undertones in the film and sort of the sexual tension between these two guys who oh, are dude. stuck on this island together. 100%. There was one point where Pattinson, like, you know, the, well, Defoe went in for a little kiss. And Pattinson moved away, and he was like, "Dude, miss me with that gay shit." And he straight, he just squore, he squore up immediately. Like he immediately was right. like, he he moved back, and he's like, "Dude, I'll fucking knock you out right now, man." <laughs> yeah, and I guess in the uh, in the script, whenever the lighthouse is is first shown, uh, Willem Dafoe said like it's literally in the script that it says, you know, fade in on a lighthouse that looks like an erect penis. Like like Fuck this has been yeah. It was in the mindset the entire writing, filming, directing, everything about the movie like had this at the forefront. I will say I'm not tired of it, but I feel like I've seen Willem Dafoe naked way too many times. <laughs> like I'm fine with it every time it happens, but like I have seen this man naked like more often than I've seen myself naked somehow. It does seem to happen quite frequently. People just love showing off that like fucking wrinkly Dafoe ass. <laughs> I think he might be one of the few actors of that age that's just like, yeah, fuck it, like I'll do it. But also, it's kind of weird because I mean, in Antichrist, he definitely used an ass double a few times. Oh, that's right, that's right. I remember you saying that. So it's kind of strange. It's like I don't know. He likes being naked all the time, but he also uses ass doubles. So where do we put him? <laughs> Who knows where? Where do you put Willem Dafoe? Period. Like that. That's that's like three episodes of your show. Where do you put Willem Dafoe? Honestly, I have decided, like, fairly recently. Actually, I think it was last night when we were watching The Lighthouse. I think Willem Dafoe is my favorite actor of all time. He might be one of the most talented actors alive today. I genuinely 
don't think that there is a single role that this man could not handle. Like, we, we, we brought it up while we were watching it. In this movie, he has at least two fairly long, uninterrupted monologues. Like, at least three minutes of just dialogue. <sighs> and I don't even know... I couldn't even think of an actor off the top of my head that I could imagine delivering it the way that he delivers it. Yeah, not only can he remember this shit, he delivers it with so much, like, raw motion. Not even just, like, Fuck. raw motion in general. It's, like, emotion toward the character that he's playing, like... It's yeah. insane. It's incredible. Uh, I think that his this happens a lot in a, in a lot of his roles where like his theater roots kind of start to show, but they really show in this movie, especially since there's only two characters, and so it really is all about the characters and and basically nothing else. And this is also like a really cool movie in the sense that uh, it's a really big fuck you to everyone that doesn't like Twilight and thinks that Robert Pattinson can't act. Because it's holy, true. holy shit, I mean, he's shown off his acting chops very many times before this, but this guy can fucking act. This, I I was a naysayer whenever I saw this movie coming out, Willem Dafoe, Eggers, I was so excited, and then you threw Pattinson in th into the mix, and I... I, I I very much yucked the yum. I was like, oh god, not the sparkly vampire dude. And... From the first trailer, I knew that I had to throw those uh, preconceptions out the window. Like, he fucking nails this role. He is an actor. He's a legit actor. And I fully trust anything he does from this point on. Yeah. And, and I'm I, an idiot for not believing in him before. And I will say, Tenet fucking sucked. <laughs> he, is, he in, is he in Tenet? I don't even know. I don't. It, was he in Tenet? I saw the movie. Was he? I don't fucking know. He was like he was there for a while. I don't know who. I don't know who was in Tenet. That movie sucks so much fucking ass. And anyone, anyone who's defending that, like, oh yeah, I had one of my friends go like, oh yeah, well you know, like the theory that they're going on in that movie is actually very real. I'm like, okay, just because you put something that's real into a movie, like some kind of equation or some kind of fucking principle or some like topic or whatever you can put something real into a movie why do i fucking care i'm here to watch a movie that d just because something is accurate doesn't mean it's good <laughs> are you fucking kidding that's, me that's it you and i were making a movie called the golden ratio but we're gonna make it just about whatever the fuck we want and we're like yeah but the golden ratio is a real thing yeah so exactly. you have to respect it no so matter now, what it is so now you have to like this movie like no dude shut the fuck up if i made a movie about the fact that like my dick hair grows a little bit too like on my shaft than other dicks do like it goes a little bit higher than most and then it's just a shit movie no one's gonna fucking care about the fact that my dick hair was accurate it's still a shit fucking movie I care. I care about the accuracy of Dick Hare in my films. It's it's a, it's a very important part. Like here's the thing: you can care about the accuracy of that, but you can't rate the whole the entire movie as a whole based <laughs> off of where my Dick Hare lands. I mean, you're right, and that's fucking bull. Fuck Tenet. <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna I, go ahead and say it. I don't even think Christopher <laughs> Nolan is that great. We I feel like we had this conversation uh, off off of recording, um, but we might have. I think you're right. I think I think that at this point, he is almost in the arena of, like, fucking Spielberg. Like, Spielberg still will, like, get his name on, like, a credit somewhere. I don't fucking give a shit anymore. Like, yeah. it's not 1984. Christopher Nolan, it's not 2005. I don't fucking care anymore. Here's the thing, dude. There's so many Christopher Nolan dick writers, and, like, 
What has he made that was good aside from Inception and the Batman movies? And and it's even hard to give him the Batman movies. Like, I don't want to, like, say that he had no say in it. Obviously, as a director and, and a visionary, there were things about it that he got to do. He didn't write them. They were write, They were written by David Goyer, so he's not a writer. He's a director. Uh, so, so, yes, maybe some artistic vision was unique to him, but also it's it's a standing IP. Like, there's there's only so much you can fuck with. And I will say, as a pretty big comic book nerd uh, who used to work at a comic book store, uh, there are things about the what a comic book Dark Knight. I know I am. There are things about the Dark Knight trilogy that I actually don't like. There are things about his interpretation of Batman that I think suck. The Batmobile in those movies is is dumb. It's dumb. I don't like it. It's not cool. And that's all fine, too. But here's the thing. Like, okay, in, in the long run of it, for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to give him Inception. I'm gonna he give, can have Inception. I'm going to give him the Batman movies, too. I'm going to give him sure. those. What the a fuck? lot of people he like has directed a lot of movies and most I don't fucking care about any of them and everyone's <laughs> like oh Christopher no shut the fuck up dude a lot of people suck Interstellar's dick but I've never actually seen it that's another one too that's one that I haven't seen but I still you know and now now I'm gonna get messed about people like well you haven't seen Interstellar <laughs> I don't fucking care dude like I've seen a lot of his movies in passing and there's a reason why I don't want to go past in passing yeah I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. Okay, well, we're not talking about Christopher Nolan. It just kind of annoyed me that... No, we're talking about uh, Lighthouse, which is kind of sort of a remake of Nosferatu. What? <laughs> you know, because wait, it's... hold on, James. You know, I was on Twitter <laughs> earlier, and someone was like, hey, name the your, the best horror movie, the move, horror no. movie with, with best practical effects ever. And someone Stop said it. Nosferatu, and I Stop actually, it. I actually was gonna kill myself. Like I literally, <laughs> I grab, I got a fucking belt, and I tightened it around my neck, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna die right now, and it's fine." If you're struggling with uh, suicidal thoughts, there is always help. Please check out the suicide hotline. Yeah, don't drag me. I have a fucking semicolon on my wrist. I'm a white I'm girl too. Saying, um, I'm saying to every, every, everyone listening, it's it's a serious problem. It's a serious problem, but a, a bigger problem is the fact that someone thinks that the best practical effects in any horror movie ever is in fucking Nosferatu. Not only or can you even consider those practical that's effects? What, like, that's can what you I was gonna call s- them that? Not like- only are there not any practical effects in Nosferatu, it's a shit movie. Oh fuck! Well, this movie is filmed in the same. It, the lighthouse is filmed in the same aspect ratio. Uh, it, it's very clearly um, an homage to earlier types of filmmaking, and there is obviously many like scenery shots that I think were very influenced by Nosferatu in particular, like with the lighthouse, and then we have like you know sun rising and, and setting and all that kind of shit, and storm clouds rolling. I think that's all very influenced by Nosferatu, the time period when that movie came out, things like that. Okay, well, I'll have to agree with that, and then I'll have to bring it back again and say one more time, I fucking hate Nosferatu. It's a very boring movie. We we watched it together. It's very boring. How long was that shit? Wasn't it almost like two hours long, and it feels like 50? It feels like at least four hours. It's a long fucking movie, You know, it's Spider-Man's in it. You know what's really weird, though? I didn't fall asleep for that, and I fell asleep during this movie two different times. <laughs> I fell. A lot, we, me and James were supposed to record this yesterday, 
And I fell asleep on a Zoom call. I legit didn't know how to wake you up. You could have yelled. Like, I, I am. I was screaming into the mic. Oh. I was like, hey, hey, wake up. That I didn't and I was know. A, I was about to call you. Like, maybe your phone would buzz. Like, Yeah, no, that, I, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware of all that. Um, yeah, that was definitely happening. I fell asleep, what, like 35 minutes before it ended, probably? That's about right, yeah. Yeah, about the last half hour, maybe just a little bit more. I remember waking up a few times and then seeing stuff and then falling back, like trying to stay awake and then falling back Which is asleep. crazy because so much happens in the last act of this film. I don't know why. It's just like, it's just black and white movies that really do it to me. <laughs> like, even if like, I, and it's not even that I was bored. I was not bored during this movie at all. When I was awake, me and James were having a great time watching it. I was having, fun. Yeah. I was having fun. I was like, I, I will say I was, I got kind of drunk. But um, Sam, I was having a great time watching it. I wasn't bored whatsoever, and I don't even remember falling asleep. I just remember waking up at one point and being like, <laughs> "Oh shit, was I sleeping?" <laughs> so that was a problem. Yeah, uh, I, I this movie has a tendency to seem much longer than it is. I remember when you suggested us doing this film, I was like, "Ah, fuck, I'm not sure if I'm in the right headspace because I know that's a long movie." And then you looked it up, and you're like, "No, it's not." <laughs> It's not like, at oh, all. Shit. Well, I mean, My bad. I guess I won't say at all. It's an hour, like, 49 minutes, about, like, an hour 45, you know, like, to take off credits and whatnot. So it's only, like, 15 minutes longer than the average movie, but, like... Right. I thought it was, like, two and a half hours, but then I also was kind of, like, kind of bunting myself. I was like, no, I don't think it was that long. In my mind, it seemed like a big, long movie like that. But then, uh, when we were watching it, it didn't feel long to me at all. No, we got through that hour, and it felt like only, like, 20 minutes, which, again, I don't know why I fell asleep. <laughs> like, I was... Because, you, because this movie's for white guys. Dude, uh, you said that at the end, too. Uh, James actually wanted me to, like, after we, like, finished and I fell asleep, he was like, maybe we should still record. And I was like, dude, I'm not... I, I was like, <laughs> I wa I'm not kidding. Like, I fell asleep. I started the Zoom call perfectly fine. I fell asleep, and then I woke up with the biggest eye bags I've ever had in my life. That's true. You you did do that. Uh, so do you do you kind of lump uh, Robert Eggers in there, kind of like with Ari Aster as like yes. kind of two guys that are kind of doing they're doing their own thing for sure, but they're kind of both like they're on the same up path. and coming. Yeah, same path. Like like we're doing this new kind of more slightly creative, artistic horror movies, and they're both doing them right now. Yeah, I would say they're both very much in the same ballpark. I kind of confuse them sometimes just because of how similar they are. They're both sure. making these very like emotionally challenged movies, very artistic movies, like you said too. Like they're they're very creative. They're very fucking just like artsy shots all around, but they're also conveying human emotion very well. And just like you know, Robert Eagers, is, he seems to be more stuck in like a different time period, while Ari Aster yes. is kind of doing like a a today kind of thing, like shit that happens but doesn't happen. What's going on right. in the current time period while Robert Eagers is, like, out here doing fucking the witch shit, like, fucking... Yeah. Everything. I've heard that he actually kind of plans on uh, The Witch, The Lighthouse, and his third movie sort of all being kind of a trilogy of, like, almost like they're an anthology of different New England folktales from, like, slightly different historical periods. 
Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I um, have no idea what his third one planned is, but that's that's what I've heard. Well, at the moment, we know. Well, Ari Aster is the only other one that I've I've covered both of his movies on this show. But um, yeah, Ari Aster is currently working on a third horror movie that I think he said. Um, if I remember right, he said it once. He wants it to be uh, like a four hour. Like yeah, that's right. Horror comedy or something like that. And yeah, I just, there's there's comedy involved. I really just um. I'm really not there for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. There was a lot of comedy. I felt like, in, especially in Midsummer. I mean, with the whole like it's a bear gag, and then like, oh, I think I ate your daughter's pubes. Like there, there's a lot of humor kind of sprinkled in. I think he just wants to really like double down on that shit. Here's the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing. You want to put out a four-hour movie? Do your fucking thing. I'm not seeing that in theaters. Are you? Fu- oh, absolutely not. Are you f- I refuse. Are you fucking kidding no. me? I am not. I even anticipate. Fuck, dude. By the time that movie comes out, theaters might not exist. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> even like highly anticipated movies that I went to see, when I see like a three-hour timestamp, I it makes me sick to my fucking stomach. Oh, to this day, I haven't seen. Uh... Uh, Avengers, what Endgame, Endgame is that the, the long one? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. So I saw Endgame in theaters, and it was fucking awesome. But you know what? Sitting there trying not to pee for three hours while I'm trying to get <laughs> fucking plastered, drunk, and high—Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's not fun for anybody. Nobody wants to do that. No, it's like that's a movie that like I have to see at the drive-in so I can like piss in a bottle or something. But then I don't want to <laughs> see it at the drive-in because then I'm like getting—I'm not getting the full experience. Right? You want like really good like visuals and sound. It's just, it's so fucking aggravating. The fact that he's doing a four-hour movie is weird. But anyway, yeah, I think there are a lot of parallels between both of them. I mean, they're both, and it's kind of coincidental that they're both on their second movie. They're both apparently working on, like, a third one. They're both very, like, I think their movies really feel very similar. Like, I think it'd be interesting to even see them work with each other. Happy New Year's from Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And you know what? Manscaped is here to help your balls look smooth as fuck. Because you know what? I get the I get the lawnmower 3.0 and I just go... And then, oh, wow. Holy shit. My balls just... They're so clean. It's crazy. And then you know what? I get this little... I get this little thing called the crop preserver, and God, you know what it does. It preserves your dick crops, dude. And when you preserve your dick crops, you're like, oh, shit. And then you get this ball stuff, and you put on your balls, and your balls are so clean, dude. If you want your balls to be just as clean as mine, but my, my man, my man, you can get 20% off and free shipping. That's right, I said a free with the code HORRORSOUP. That's H-O-R-R-O-R-S-O-U-P at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping with the code HORRORSOUP at manscaped.com. So I I brought that up only to say that, like, I I have a feeling that we are seeing maybe the the beginning stages of, like, maybe the the first real, like, collection of new and, like, upcoming directors who are, like, really pouring in the time and, like, making their own good creative horror shit. Maybe the first time that we've seen a group doing that since, like, the 80s, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, since we had, like, Carpenter and Craven and, and fucking Toby Hooper, like, whenever they were, like, at the height of their game, I think we're finally seeing that maybe for the first time ever because 
feel like we didn't really have that in the 90s. I feel like we didn't really have these, like, kind of dynasty horror directors in the 2000s. What you got? Did it Toby Hooper do Life Force? Y- yeah. Let's not put him yeah. in there. <laughs> okay, Stuart Gordon. How's that? Is that, is that yeah, fair? Yeah, just name anyone else. <laughs> but I feel like we're kind of, like, able to, to maybe kind of go into almost a golden, another golden age of horror. Like, I think it's possible. Um, I mean, I've, I consider Jordan Peele to be in that group. I know that he's kind of polarizing right now, but I have still loved both of his films. And uh, Polarizing I, I just, in the sense, like, that some people don't like his movies or, and, or what? I have found that a lot of old school horror fans really fucking hate Jordan Peele. And, and I can't say anything except, like, stop being fucking racist like that's the only thing that comes to mind because I don't understand why you're complaining so much Uh, but I felt like us got a lot of undeserved hate by like old school horror fans they're like oh there's so many fucking plot holes I'm like fucking it's it's an homage to Freddy Krueger how many plot holes does Freddy movies have like shut the fuck up like (laughs) yeah let's not talk about plot holes like that's what horror is honestly if I'm being it that's kind what of is. Is. <laughs> it kind of is. And when they start filling in the plot holes by like part six, that's whenever things get really shitty. Well, I'm just going to say that even horror as a, as a whole is like the plot hole of the film community. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So I, I, I kind of brought all that up to, to kind of circle back around to my original point. Like where, where do you think you land in the camps of like, uh, Aster versus Eggers like which one do you do you enjoy more so far I definitely like Eggers more and it's just based off the fact that you know I mean Ari Aster has Hereditary Midsummer. I absolutely mm. despised Hereditary I don't like anything <laughs> about it I really really loved Midsummer. but as far as Eggers goes I really love The Witch I really love The Lighthouse I love them both I yeah. mean they're both really good I, but what I can say is that I have not watched The Lighthouse in a full sitting <laughs> I watched half, like I watched it like once and I didn't watch it all the way through. I fell asleep and I just didn't go back to it. And then I watched half of it last night and then finished the other half today. So I haven't I haven't received like the full like sitting from beginning to end experience of the lighthouse and like I I'm sitting here, you know, kind of feeling bad saying like, "Oh no, I really love the lighthouse. Like it's a really good movie because right. both times I've tried to watch it, I fell asleep." But yeah. I don't know. I still enjoyed it more than Hereditary. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely in the same boat. Like, I, I, I actually liked Hereditary, and, uh, but regardless, I, I think they're both really great creatives, and I'm really excited to see what happens next. But like, I don't know if it's just like the New England shit because like I grew up in New England, but like, Eggers just really has my attention, and I'm, I'm loving the stuff that he puts out. I fucking love The Witch. I fucking love The Lighthouse. Like, I'm all here for it. Yeah, I have a weird relationship with The Witch because um, Brie told me that it was a terrible movie and I didn't watch it for, like, two years because she kept, every time I went to, like, watch it, she was like, hmm, gonna have a bad time. That movie sucks. So eventually I was just like, all right, I'm just not gonna watch this movie. And then at one point right. I kept, I started, like, hearing a bunch of other people talking about The Witch, like, oh, it's good, is this and that, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna fucking watch it. And I watched it, 
And I was like, it was one of like the best viewing experiences I'd had in months, like, or maybe like a year. <laughs> like, it was so fucking good. Like, it blew me away. I, even just like mentioning The Witch right now, like, makes me want to watch it again from how, like, that's how fucking captivating that movie is. It is. Yeah, I don't, I've, so I've only good. seen it once. I, I saw it when it first came out, but I loved it. And it was the same way with The Lighthouse. I saw it when it first came out, and then I didn't watch it again until, you know, with you yesterday. And, I don't know, like, his movies kind of have that effect on me where I don't feel the need to, like, rewatch them a lot, but I really fucking enjoy it. Well, yeah, just thinking about it, like, it's just, it's just, honestly, his movies are beautiful, but he, he really knows how to tell a story that, like, not, not just tell a story, but, like, tell a story that makes you think nothing is gonna fucking happen, and then it just slaps you in the fucking face out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. It, it has that... That that what's becoming almost a trope now of that like third act like hardcore spiral. Uh... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have one one other question with you uh, for you about the lighthouse, and that is kind of in in from your perspective. Do you think that anything actually supernatural is happening in the movie The Lighthouse? No, I do not. I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's an age old tale of some dudes that are off their fucking rockers. I think they are just there. Yeah. You, when you when you're alone with someone too often, I mean, like if you've never experienced like madness from just being with someone for like a, a set amount of time like it's just you and them alone for a long time like i i yeah i think that at some point you're gonna start jerking off to a mermaid doll and you're gonna imagine it's vagina <laughs> and then you're gonna end up like putting an axe in someone's head it's a matter of time yeah uh i, I i'm kind of in the same boat like I, I definitely think that it's it's a it's a tale of madness for sure and I love that Eggers kind of leaves that open for interpretation. I felt like he kind of does that with the witch too, of like, you kind of know there's definitely something out there in the woods, but like, is it, is Black Phillip really the devil? Like, maybe, I don't know. Like, and, and I think that he, he lets you kind of decide for yourself. And I think that he does the same thing with the lighthouse. And I, and I love both aspects of it. I love thinking that like, no, fucking uh, Willem Dafoe is actually turning into this fucking crazy octopus monster up there. I like the idea of that, too. You know, like, that. I don't hate that. <laughs> I do hope that's what's happening, but I don't think that's what's happening. Um, you know, another thing to your... Um, I, I, I do generally wonder how this movie makes women feel. Like, not only, like, whether or not they like it or not, but, I mean, watching this just as a... I mean, I guess everyone viewing is a third party to them because they're not real fucking people. They're characters. <laughs> right. But, like, viewing this... Uh, like, watching their arguments as a third party, um, I almost just sit there and wonder, like... You know, because af after we get rid of the whole... Is, it, is, there, is there a supernatural thing going on? It's like, okay, so what's really happening? My next question is, okay, who's gaslighting who? Yes. There's Dear God, so yes. much gaslighting going on in this movie, but the really... The really confusing part is that it's just like who's doing it? Like who whose side am I on? Yeah, and I think that uh, giving us that, 
you know, the unreliable narrator, some people say, is sort of like a crutch, but, like, I think it's executed real fucking well in this movie to where we think Robert Pattinson is, like, our guy, but then, like, we definitely know he killed a dude, or if he didn't kill a dude, he specifically didn't save a dude and let him die. So, like, what's, what, in in my, in, in sort of my head canon, uh, Robert Pattinson's character is a fucking psychopath, like, is a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I think he is a serial killer. Do you think he's a, ki- and a that's serial why he's, killer or just a killer? I think he's a serial killer. Oh, okay. I think that he's been drifting for years, and he goes to fucking, he's in, like, New York or, like, Buffalo or some shit and, like, kills somebody and then, like, assumes their identity and then gets this job with this logging company in uh, fucking Canada and then ends up, like, killing a guy and then, like, goes out here to get this job and plans on killing Willem Dafoe. Like, in my mind, like, he's a serial killer who's maybe, like, not not taking, not like a Dexter type where he kind of takes... Uh, like accepts it. Dexter's coming back, more, by the way. I know. Right? <laughs> uh, and apparently, the villain is the guy who's in that uh, anthology that I keep trying to get you to watch, the Mortuary Collection. Oh shit, really? No, yeah, you, the oh, main guy the from up. that. You is say the, keep the trying villain. to watch. You told me to watch it once. <laughs> I had it on my fucking computer. I'm like a tab on my browser. I accidentally closed the tab, and then ever since you've been like, "Hey, have you watched that?" I'll be like, "Hey, have you sent it to me?" Yeah, I just keep forgetting. Uh, I ended up doing an episode about it. Uh, uh, this guy's dick explodes. It's great. You're going to love it. Oh, is that what you want me to see? Yeah. Oh, dude, I love dick explosions. <laughs> I never wanted to spoil it for you, but at this point, if I just tell you there's a dick explosion, you're probably more apt to just go look it up yourself. That's a good point. It's <laughs> a very good point. Uh, fuck, I totally lost my train of thought. Okay, I'll bring us on to something else then. I do have a question Perfect. for you. Is any of this real? I read something about oh, this shit. possibly yeah. being like some kind of like purgatory thing for Winslow. Because okay, so for, so for anyone who's not following, okay. the whole thing is that Robert Pattinson either killed this guy named Winslow or like accidentally like let him die and just kind of like let him do his thing and then moved on. Didn't tell anyone about it. Took his identity. Um, but there's a few times in the movie where he's kind of going after uh, Pattinson's kind of going after Defoe and then he turns into Winslow so a few things that I read was like none of this is real it's kind of like Winslow's purgatory and I don't know if like is that kind of like it's his purgatory or it's Pattinson's purgatory that like he has to confront his demons about killing Winslow or is it Winslow trying to get peace for Pattinson killing him but I don't know what's your take yeah, no, I think that's really good too. Uh, and and Willem Dafoe's character Thomas, he actually like leans into it at one point. That's whenever we get to like the who's gaslighting who, because at that one point he's like, he he's literally like telling him he's like, I'm not even real. I'm not even here. Yeah, you're still in Canada, walking around in the snow. Like, and it's like, who's telling the truth? Like, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then around... Is he in Canada just hallucinating? I don't know. Well, yeah, because isn't that around the time that he breaks the boat, too? Because Pattinson tries to, like, escape, and then he fucking... Yeah. Uh, we we see on camera, we see Willem Dafoe break the shit out of the boat, like, just destroys it with an axe, and they go inside, and he's like, fuck you, I knew you were crazy ever since you fucking smashed that boat up a minute ago, and then as a viewer, you you're kind of like... smashed that boat, you chased me with an axe, like, he's straight up... It's like, that's where I think the movie is, is kind of just about fucking toxic masculinity, because because then it just gets into like yeah he he starts gaslighting so aggressively that you're as a viewer you're like wait am I fucking crazy like rewind rewind the tape like see that's who smashed the boat like that's the part that blows me the fuck away that like I have I like 
you're, you're right. I very much think it's about, like, toxic masculinity almost, but it's, like, a weird take on it because it's these two men who also have, like, this homophobic tension toward each other. But also, I think, right. I think Willem Dafoe might be gay. I think he's kind of leans into it more than Pattinson does. I think Pattinson is kind of sure. just like he's has this whole weird sexual tension the whole movie where I think he just wants to fuck anything, and he kind of like leans into that later. And he's like, "If I had a steak, if I had a steak, what I'd do with it? I'd, <laughs> I'd fuck I'd it, fuck it, I'd fuck it." <laughs> and then that's when you get into the whole, "You don't like me cooking." <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that's that, right. there's right. that weird sexual tension the whole time where it's like I think I think they kind of set up with that whole steak thing. If I had a steak, I'd fuck it. Where it's like he just wants to fuck a, like a warm hole. He just wants right. something warm, and he'll go for anything at this point. So I think he's kind of like homophobic. I think I think Pattinson is the homophobic one. Where like I think Defoe's kind of more like, hey, anything goes, whatever. We're having fun. Well, and also he's been doing this job for a long time. I mean, he he goes out on these four week stints with his wiki at the time, whoever gets assigned to him, and like. You know, I mean, the same way that people make jokes about, like, you know, sailors and Navy and shit like that. Like, fucking shit happens when, when you're just around each other and there's no one else. Like, fucking it happens. And, like, he's kind of like a veteran and a pro at it by this point. So, like, well, yeah. he's just like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, <laughs> Yeah, dude, he's been jerking off to the mermaid doll fucking grandma's boy style whole, the whole movie. <laughs> it's fucking insane, dude. Like, I thought, I thought, um... I thought Nick Swartzen's mom was about to walk in the room. It's <laughs> 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 fucking insane, man. So I, I, everything that we just said, then taking it back to what you kind of brought up earlier about, like, what if this movie was about two women instead of two men? I feel like they would have handled the homoeroticism in a much like oh, dude. safer, healthy way yeah. than the men do. <laughs> they would have just fucked, and they would have been like, "All right, so cool." Like it happened. It's like it doesn't matter. But in but in this situation, it's like the fucking like like the the, the fucking like is it okay to jerk off next to your friend debate? Like the age old tale. Like it, it's been done on South Park, but like you know, on South Park they did it. Randy and fucking Gerald Broflowski jerked off next to each other in the hot tub, but they just watched each other jerk off, and then after it was just this. Weird weird tension where they're like oh hey, i don't know and gerald's kind of like hey man it's okay right we're good and then randy's like oh man i don't know i just jerked off next to you but it's like hey dude get over it you came it's over it's oh it's fine it's not it doesn't have to be gay it's all done it's just sex it's you fine. know uh, to that i had a good conversation the other day where um i'm gonna admit names but um this girl i was talking to was like hey so she was telling me about the time, like, one of the first times that she, like, masturbated with a toy. And she was like, yeah, but, like, my friend used it on me because it was, like, we had a conversation where it was like, oh, well, I haven't came before. Like, I masturbated, but I haven't came. So then her friend used, like, her vibrator on her. And she was just like, it was really funny because we're just having this conversation casually. Like, I'm not, like, I don't feel any type of way about it. And then at the end, she was like, well, like, it wasn't in a gay way, though. It was like, it just happened. And it's like, I think that's, like, a very good, like, d- description of, like, where where that line stands between like guys and girls it's like obviously like okay it's not a gay thing or it is a gay thing and who cares but then at the same time like it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be this or that or anything it could just be right. something that happened yeah you're teaching so you know what you you found something out you you tried something that's fine yep but there's a lot of tension in this and i really do wonder how this would go with like let's see let 
What would be the the two best women to put in this movie? <laughs> the, the gender bent casting. <laughs> let's see. Let's cast this right now. Oh. Okay, so the lighthouse with two women. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Whitney Cummings, and Hillary Clinton. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I'm just. I, I want to do a really weird typecast, and I want to see how. So, like, two opposites. You know, that's just got really strange. I was look, like look, look. actually trying to think of actresses and actors. No, I, I went even, with a comedian even... and a politician. <laughs> see, I a failed politician. Does she even do shit anymore? I think she's done. Like, no, she's terrible. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, you got <laughs> Defoe you, and Pattinson. I feel like they're two very different people. So you know sure. what? Let's get. Whitney Cummings in, someone with a sense of humor, and then someone with absolutely zero sense of humor. Honestly, I kind of want to see Octavia Spencer in uh, Willem Dafoe's role. Like, I want that. And wait, with with Hillary Clinton or with Whitney Cummings? <laughs> I don't want to see a movie with Hillary Clinton. Like, okay, so point. like I don't want to see that. Whitney's fine. Like, Whitney Cummings and Octavia Spencer. Let's do that. Okay, okay, okay. Um... What about what about uh what about what about Peppa the Pig? <laughs> How do you think it would go if we tossed Peppa the Pig in this? Is that the sequel? You know, dude, the other day someone like told me that like Peppa the Pig was like murdered on the show and there was like a whole si- story about it, like she like exploded or something. I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome. I'm going to start what? watching Peppa the Pig." Turns out it's a fake theory. Uh so I'm really disappointed about about that. I mean, the only the only uh, like exciting cartoon news that I have is that this is the last year of Caillou. That show's still going. Yeah, you're fucking lying to me. I'm not lying. I thought that it's was finally off getting the air canceled. before I was born. It's, it's finally getting canceled in 2021, and I am so motherfucking excited. How many seasons the did it worst have? Sh- I have no idea, but it's fucking Canadian, and they just keep making it, and I'm just like, fuck that kid. Fuck that bald fucking bitch-ass kid. I hate that guy. Dude, I'm with you. I hate all bald people. (laughs) I think all bald people should be canceled immediately. (laughs) Right? There's a... The the fan theory about Caillou is that, like, he's bald because he has cancer, because they never actually explain it, and then they're like, that's why his parents let him do whatever the fuck he wants, because he has cancer and he's about to die anyway. Which is back to the Peppa Pig thing, which I found out was wrong, so. <laughs> this is bullshit. This is, that, that's what made me think of it. It's complete fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> so, like, we're kind of just talking free him on this, but I do have a few things in my notes that I know I'm going to forget if I don't mention them. So I want to talk yeah. about uh, my fart meter. So during the entire movie, I wrote down the exact time of every one of Willem Dafoe's farts. Um, actually, yes. a lot less farts than I remembered. I thought there was more. There's not a lot. They're just so obvious. They're just so there that it feels like there's a lot of farts. Yeah. But there isn't. Okay, so the first fart was five minutes and 15 seconds in, and then we got the second the second fart at five minutes, 28 seconds. <laughs> and then, and then, and then we move off a little bit. We have a really, really deep, long, long fart at 14 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, nice. Uh, this isn't the fart count, but we do have a f- the first jerk off at twenty four forty five. Um, but right, okay. right before that, at sixteen oh eight, Robert Pattinson is staring at Willem Dafoe shaking his ass in his little like uh, one piece pajama with the flap down. Um, that happened. That was really cool. Let's see. When was the when was the next fart? When was the next fart? Um, 
It was actually kind of a while to the next fart, which is weird. I don't think we got the next, unless I missed one, I don't think we had the next fart until a, an hour, six minutes, and 13 seconds. That was a turned fart, though. Dang. He was laying in one spot, and he turned over and then farted. Yep. That was the turned fart. Um, I think that's actually in the end of farts, which is very odd to me. I thought there was a lot more. You know, one of my favorite things is just the fact that I got to hear Robert Pattinson say jism. Dude, actually, you know what's really funny? I was actually, like, I, I wanted to say that right now, but I had no reason to say it. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you just said it for no reason. Because I was literally sitting here, I was like, all right, so the farts, the farts, the cum, the ass shake. But I was like, dude, jism was, like, a really great line. But I didn't know it how was. I didn't know how to work it in there. He just fucking didn't know how to work in the jism. He just fucking, oh, my God. When he goes on his little rant there and he says, your goddamn thoughts and and you jism. I do love <laughs> like, thoughts and jism. It's it's great. I fucking love it. Also, I do, as much as I, I respect everything about this movie pretty much, I do think that Robert Pattinson's uh, accent really goes off the rails when he gets into that rant and he keeps saying, you goddamn thoughts. I, th- I was like, I don't think your accent was that thick earlier. <laughs> I think it's like when he gets ang- like you know when you get angry, your accent comes like think of like right, think of like right. a Boston man who's had a few drinks in a bar, and then someone comes over, <laughs> they step on his tims, and then like, <laughs> dude, his accent is gonna get a little bit stronger at least. Yeah, that's definitely what happened. Right? You know what I mean, man? I get it. I get it. it makes sense, right? You goddamn fats. You goddamn fats. Yeah, I like I like all that. Um, what were we talking about? A second, so we're talking about basically the the male and female dynamic in this. I I really do want to see this with females. I think it'd be interesting. But I do think the movie. Uh, I I just really want to know who. I, oh, you know what? I think that's where we fell off from the gaslighting thing. I really got confused right. in this movie during that boat scene because it's like I really, really really wanted to believe that it was the other way around but i don't i don't i don't know where to fall on that like that scene is what loses i think what do you do you think it was willem dafoe gaslighting pattinson like do you think that what we saw was true like he actually went out and broke that fucking boat and then just went inside and looked at him and took advantage of the fact that he was going crazy and was like hey fuck you dude you did all this you piece of shit See, I think, so this is going back to, like, my headcanon explanation and how I think that Robert Pattinson actually is is a, a serial killer who has not come to terms with his crimes and is kind of, like, constantly fighting against his urge to kill and is, is trying, every time he moves into this new job in a new place in a new thing, he's, like, trying to escape his past and, like, become a good person, and then he gets faced with this Willem Dafoe who is a fucking asshole and he's just like day after day like fuck I wanted to come here and not kill people I wanted to come here and like be normal and live a normal life he's like but now I just can't fucking deal with this guy and it's it's not gonna work but what he doesn't know again this is just my headcanon explanation is that Willem Dafoe is also a murderer which we we kind of hint at with when we find his uh we think we may have found his former uh you know partner's head in the lobster trap and i think that it's it's kind of like whenever dexter encounters john lithgow and it's like 
a serial killer like meets like this older serial killer and that's kind of what's happening in this movie in my head that's what's happening Lithgow was that the Trinity killer um I can't remember the the guy you know, John Lithgow the guy he's famous he's he's in uh, the third rock from the sun see the old fuck the old fuck gotcha I'm following so that's that's kind of that's kind of how I I like to to view it. I know that there's tons of ways to interpret it, and I can have fun doing it a, a bunch of different ways. But I like thinking of it as like this guy has is constantly trying to escape his past, and then he comes to this place, and he's almost forced to look into a mirror of like. Like, oh, you think that like you're some some killer guy? Well, like, fuck you. So am I. So who's who's gonna be the last one standing? So on all that, would you say that you think this movie is? It's obviously not f- directly from a perspective of someone because we're not seeing like a POV view or anything. But do you think this story sure. is told through the eyes of Robert Pattinson? I still think so. Yeah. So basically, we're seeing everything that he thinks he's seeing. So even when we see like yes. Willem Dafoe run out, he destroys the boat and whatnot. That's just what Pattinson thinks is going on because he's l- losing his fucking mind. He's not coming to terms with the fact that he's a Dexter esque character. Right. That's how I'm choosing to view it. Yes. Okay. I think I think I do like that because I mean the whole movie it it really does set it up pretty well for this guy's fucking office rocker. I mean, and it's also kind of thing where you know every time he gets drunk, he starts. Start spilling his beans and whatnot. Don't spill your beans. Spill your beans. Okay, I think I do kind of like that explanation. It 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 seems like seems like the best. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then and then I think that you know what Willem Dafoe is doing in in defense is is just fucking survival. You know, like he's just doing whatever he can to like not get killed by this. You know younger probably stronger more dexterous male that he's being forced to you know come face to face with i can see that but also why would he be such a fucking gatekeeper if if he's Ugh. just trying to defend himself because his whole like yeah you know because that is another you're right that's another dynamic that i think we're kind of not focusing on because he kind of like he's a huge it, asshole about that fucking land yeah dude because you know what? we're talking about toxic masculinity and i feel like we've been kind of focusing on Pattinson's side a little bit even though it's been like kind of a general conversation but i feel like yeah this whole gatekeeping dynamic with fucking willem dafoe in the lighthouse is also like another toxic masculinity trait but like a different side of it it's true you're right because he's all like you gotta pay your fucking dues and you can have you, you one day you'll get your lighthouse, but this one's mine, and like you can't fucking come up here, like yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I... Whenever all we actually ever see Willem Dafoe doing up in the the lamp room is being naked and masturbating. That's all we ever see. Which you know what? Why wouldn't he? And maybe you're maybe not turning into some kind of octopus monster. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he ever does that in the lighthouse, though, does he? Uh, I think yeah, because we see the uh, we see the tentacle. Oh, in the same the same scene that we see what is probably jism dripping from the top. Oh yeah, we did see that. Is You're when right. we see the tentacle. That was that was dripping jizz, dude. I I guess it's either that or something from a tentacle. <laughs> Which, if you've ever watched any Asian porn, <laughs> it's it's come. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's definitely come. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the seabirds? Yeah, we can talk about the seagulls. 
Well, Defoe calls them seabirds. It's sea bad luck to kill one. It's bad luck to kill one. They're seabirds. It's bad luck to kill a seabird. So it's any seabird? It's not just seagulls? The way that he words it is that it is bad luck to kill a seabird. So I suppose albatrosses, probably uh, doves, I think, would also be included. Hmm. Well, it is bad luck to kill a seabird. Uh, swallows. There's this one-eyed seabird that's kind of following Pattinson for a while, kind of fucking with him for a little bit. Dude, did you ever realize just how fucking ugly seagulls were before you watched this movie? Yeah, I've seen them many times. They're not. They're annoying. I mean, I have too, but like, I just never realized just how fucking ugly they are. Like, they are an ugly fucking bird. No, I live by the beach. I used I, like, yeah, they're fucking annoying. <laughs> they're really just really fucking annoying. They're really gross creatures. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them that much. But, but you know what? They're they're cool. They're fine too. I kind of like the things I don't like, so it's fine. So this seabird, I feel like, I feel like this whole like murder of the seabird was also a good parallel to your theory about Robert Pattinson trying to keep his cool and then going off and oh, murdering sure. something because he's doing the same thing with these seabirds. He's kind of just like, hey, dude, get the fuck away from me. And at one point, he just... It's like that moment where you lose your cool and you break your controller if you're playing video games. Right, he right, He does right. that with a seagull's head. Yeah, he does. He beats the fuck out of that bird. Dude, he destroys it. <laughs> he fucking destroys And then he kind of like... You know what he does too? Later, he finds that body... That uh, Willem Dafoe killed, right? So there's like his old like crew member yeah. that he killed, but he kind of like he threw that seagull away, like in, in like the same way that he pulled he threw that guy away. That's true. I don't know what it means, but if that happened, it might mean that they're the same person, and, and Willem Dafoe is just the older version, and that's what he's gonna grow up to be. I don't know. Hmm. So young Patterson, young young Pattinson is just Dafoe. I think that's also a possibility, uh, another way to look at the, the movie. And and that would kind of explain part of, like, whenever Pattinson starts going off about how, like, you've never been a fucking captain of anything. Like, all this is bullshit. Like, top, stop telling me these, you know, sea tales that aren't even fucking real. And it's because he knows that, like, you didn't actually live that life. So would you? This is just another another coping mechanism of you trying to deal with how shitty of a person you are. Because everywhere you go, you kill someone. Would you say that he's begrimed and bedabbled? He's begrimed and bedabbled. There's some. There's. <laughs> I will say, great phrases in this film. That Kennedy bastard, dude. Kennedy, I that is like one of the most absurd slurs I've ever heard in my life. Kennedy. <laughs> Like that Kennedy best. You're just stating the fact that they're Canadian and doing nothing with it. You're just Kennedy. Well, <laughs> and then later, uh, Willem Dafoe says Kennedy as just a, a a reference to Canada. Whenever he's saying that, like, hey, maybe you're just hallucinating all this. Maybe you're actually still up there in Kennedy, dude. Kennedy. <laughs> That's great. I want to call all Canadians Canadies. I, I fucking love it. It's never going to be Canada for the rest of my life. It is Canada. Canada. Good old Canada. Yeah. You know what? I do want to talk about, like, <clears throat> the lengths that Pattinson is going through to work. And I don't, I want to, I'm really confused on how much Ooh. is real or not because it kind of, like, pushes me more toward, like, again, like you said earlier, it pushes me more toward Pattinson's side of being, like, the good guy because I don't know. I, I can't. I can't think of Willem Dafoe as a good guy, like, when I see him fucking dangling 
Pattinson on the side of like the lighthouse, like ha- just having this guy paint a lighthouse, like dangling. F- oh, just like some some ropes and a piece of fucking wood. Like what the fuck was that? It was like it was like light ho- lighthouse scaffolding. If it was made by like three year olds, <laughs> it was. It was like uh, it was like in the Sandlot when they're like building all these fucking contraptions to get the ball from the other side of the fence. Like that's what this felt like. It's like, oh, don't worry, man, I got you. You're gonna be fine, dude. Like, is this how? I don't think this is how the pyramids were built. <laughs> it's fucking definitely not. Definitely not. Because they weren't built by white people. White people they were, were slaves. <laughs> you found that out. But you know what? I still think... I still think... That this was an absurd way to paint a lighthouse regardless. I agree. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I, like, that's when it lost me. Like, I would have put up with, with a decent amount of, you know, Willem Dafoe's bullshit in the beginning. But, like, as soon as he's like, hey, I'm just gonna hold you on this fucking pulley... And you gotta paint the lighthouse white, even though it's already white. I'm like, no, fuck off. And honestly... Just give me a long stick. Who gives a shit? And let's be... Who the fuck is seeing this lighthouse? (laughs) Even if they saw it, who the fuck cares about the paint job? Like, his point is that, like, the the sailors need to be able to see it at sea during the daytime when the light is not lit. But... Uh, it's uh, it seems like a pretty shitty story to for an excuse to basically get this guy in a position where he could die. Like, I, I'm not buying it. Was it raining while they were painting, or did the rain stop? Uh, it, it was not raining at that exact moment. Okay, because I was gonna say I was like I don't I don't know if you could paint when it's raining. <laughs> you cannot. You definitely cannot. But like seriously, you couldn't have had like a. Just a long fucking extension roller. Like, I mean, I know that this is not like a modern movie by any means, but surely there was a better way to paint the lighthouse than fucking Superman dangling off the edge, right? There had to be a smarter way to do this. I don't know, man. What if this is the only way? You ever seen that movie Man on a Ledge? It's just about a man on a ledge. No, I haven't because it sounded stupid. I've watched it like five times. I've actually watched (laughs) that movie so much for no reason. I don't even like it. I purposefully avoid any of those movies that are, like, just all tension, and it's all in the title. Like, Man on a Ledge. I felt like, uh, what was that movie? Phone Booth was kind of the same thing, where it was like, hey, this whole movie takes place in a phone booth. And I'm like, fucking who gives a shit? Yeah, a lot of time. who was, I can't remember who was the star of fucking, oh, Sam Worthing. <laughs> that guy. You know, he has, like, a face that, oh. <sighs> Oh, that's what he... He was an avatar. That's why I hate his face so much. Which which I also haven't seen. You don't need to. I have no intention of it. It looked terrible. I, 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 I missed it. I missed it. I missed the IMAX 3D, this is cool new technology thing, so now it's just a shitty movie. It's a shitty tech demo, right? That's like, literally all it is. Dude, I walked out of the theater. That was That was one of the first movies I remember ever walking out of the theaters for. <laughs> and I'd seen some shit movies before that. Yours is Avatar, mine's Paranormal Activity. We're we're on a roll. Yeah, and I, that was like a year before that. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'll still never watch it again. I didn't finish it. <laughs> I won't watch it again. It's just shitty Pocahontas. Honestly, right? I need to stop talking about my hate for Avatar on this show because I feel like I've said this. I've I've told this story too many times. <laughs> I really don't like Avatar. All right. 
What are we talking about? The painting? Yeah, the painting's fucking absurd. What else? What else happened at the lighthouse? <laughs> um, you know what? Let, let's see. I, I'm just gonna pull up some uh some fun some fun things that they said. Um, uh, while you're doing that, we did have this interesting thing where you accidentally turned on the English oh audio my description God. channel while we were watching it. That was the weirdest way to watch a movie in the world. It was like. It was like watching a movie with training wheels, but like the, the but like the training <laughs> wheels don't even know how how they work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would say that like I felt a little uh just I don't know, I felt a little shitty for like blind people who try to watch movies because you are really putting yourself at the mercy of whatever the audio description person typed for the audio description. Like there were times when I'm like, I wouldn't have described this scene like that at all. No, there was one point where like Robert Pattinson goes over to the mermaid girl and the, in the, in the sand and he starts like moving shit away. And they're like, Oh look, a girl's face. And it's like, okay, yeah, there's a girl's face there. And then he starts moving down. It's like, he's, he's rubbing on the girl. And then like you're moving down. It's like, that's a full-ass mermaid right there. Full-ass mermaid. Keep, we see the tail and everything. And they just keep saying They never the said that it's a mermaid. They're like, they're like, very beautiful woman laying here. And I'm like, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Are you watching the same movie that I'm watching? I will agree that it's a beautiful mermaid, but mention the fact that it's a mermaid. It's important to note the fact that she has a fishtail. That's an important fact that the even the visually impaired audience needs to know. No, they definitely need to know because we're talking about this whole dynamic of the movie and and the and the fact that there's two people in this movie and then in that fucking audio description they're casually just like, "Oh, and then there's another woman." You just added another character into the movie for there's people that a, don't know. A beautiful woman who swam up to shore. Yeah. That that just makes an entire new movie. Oh my god. I I I feel like I would have been so confused had I not been able to see that she was a mermaid and I'm like trying to absorb the artistic integrity of this movie. And then it's like, wait, wh- whatever happened to that chick on the shore? Like they, they don't say anything about it again. Like, I, you know what, you know what I want? You wanted, you wanted women to give, give us their takes on this movie. I want, I want yeah, a yeah, take yeah. from blind people. <laughs> that's what I really like genuinely I, yeah, I yeah yeah I really genuinely want to know if this is a movie that can be absorbed by blind people like not to say that like you know anything like malicious but like it's just so like it's hard to grasp as someone with functioning eyeballs I really want to <laughs> know like how this would work if you couldn't see anything and you just heard all of it if nothing else, at least you still get to enjoy uh, Willem Dafoe's monologues. I mean, that alone could be entertaining. I think. I mean, I think it'll be entertaining. I just want to know if like they have even less answers than we do. That could be true. They thought there was a woman on the shore, and then they never spoke of it again. Like we need to know that that was a mermaid for us to know that he was hallucinating it because he's dealing with these mermaid hallucinations kind of the whole fucking film so like we needed to know that it was a mermaid and not just a woman for us to know that it's like part of his psychosis right no oh, definitely and here's the thing i also want to know i want to i want to hear a take from a blind person who watched this movie just as is just listen to it and then one who listened to the audio description <laughs> and i want to know where it differs i i don't know uh any 
any actually blind people. So I don't know how many, you know, visually impaired people actually use the audio description channels on shit. I have no idea. Can we make one of your friends blind for this experiment? Yeah, that's fine. I Would, don't care. I I won't I won't do it. I need someone else to, but I I just get really squeamish about that kind of shit. Uh, well, I didn't say how you got to make them blind. Oh, I could just put a blindfold on them or something. It's fine. Actually, yeah. I thought we were getting into some like what? dark shit. Well, no, I'm not saying chop their eyes out. I'm saying like <laughs> saying like pour some bleach just, on them. Just find someone, just find someone who hasn't seen the movie. Put a blindfold on them and make them experience it with the audio description. You know what? Actually, that's a lot better than my plan because my plan was going a little dark. Um, <laughs> that that actually sounds like it'd work fine. Yeah, that would be fine. It would work. And we could get and then get another person, have them just l- watch it with the audio description and nothing else. But they can't know what the, they yeah. can't know anything about the movie. So we have to like find people right, who just right, right. really. I mean, you know what? Actually, this movie had a smaller budget and a smaller box office than I thought. Well, I do remember it came out like right at the tail end of 2019, and I think because of its release window, it didn't get a super long uh, theater run. That's probably true because I remember wanting to see it in theaters, and it was out pretty fast. Yeah, I remember having to watch it on Vudu in January. Like, yeah. it was not there for very long. Yeah, you're actually right. I, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, it made about 14 million though, so I don't know what. I wonder what uh what was the budget again? Sorry, it was I forgot. 4 million. Okay. Which actually seems See, a lot smaller fuck, than I thought dude. it was. Yeah. Like, this is a beautiful movie. That's the movie shit for... that I've been talking oh, about. You know what? You're right. I've been talking about ta- this shit forever. How, how you can make an amazing movie for not like this movie is go- You know what, dude? The the fucking witch was only 4 fucking million dollars. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And the witch made 40.4 million at the box office. That makes more sense. 4 million for the witch too though. Holy shit, dude. I That's you insane. Know what? Oh, hold on. Hold the fuck up. I'm going to go ahead and say that Robert Eagers is a fucking mastermind at what he does. You can hit ma- both agree. of his movies are artistic cinematic fucking masterpieces. Like even if you don't like the movies, they are beautifully done and four million dollars for both of those and think about this too four million dollars each four million dollars for the lighthouse and robert pattinson and willem dafoe were both in the movie holy fuck yeah think about that Did they dude. both get a million dollars like think about that that means like how, that means it was only probably like two million dollars into this actual movie right that is insane it's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane, and it's what I feel like I, I've probably I don't remember what podcasts I've said it on and what I have, and I've probably said it on Horror Soup before. But like that's the my biggest takeaway from fucking coronavirus, COVID nineteen pandemic bullshit is that there is so much money wasted in the film industry that doesn't need to be, and. This movie being made on $4 million fucking proves it. It fucking proves it. Yeah, one, 100%. And I mean, even if this movie doesn't prove it, the fucking vitch. The vitch. Oh, I call it the vitch. The it sounds vich. better like that. The vitch. The vitch. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. Holy shit. All right. Do you feel shame when you lie with a woman, James? <laughs> I forget his response, but I'm pretty sure he says no. You're probably just like, no. No, no, I don't. <laughs> okay, um, 
I think I think we've pretty much discussed most of the things I want to discuss. People are probably gonna be mad because usually, uh, you know, we hit a lot of points of like certain parts. In the I movie. know we didn't really like go go through the kind of the plot of events uh, this time. I'm around, kind of getting but... tired of doing that. Honestly, I'm at the point where for a long yeah. time I like doing the, the like event plot thing, and I'm starting to really fucking hate it. And I'm starting to think that the show is. I don't know if it's taken a toll. I guess there are people that probably say it's not, but. Uh, I think personally that it's starting to take a toll with me just like not not being well, as, what, at what point do you feel like you're just like reading a fucking synopsis and that's it's like what yeah for a while that, it like... didn't feel like that and I will <laughs> argue that for a long while it didn't feel like that but I starting to feel like now it, I feel like it's taking a lot of I guess what creativity is is there in talking about a movie but creativity in in the conversation <laughs> And I think maybe different movies, you know, offer offer different levels of that. That's like very I think true. The Lighthouse is one that like we have plenty of shit that we can talk about and unpack that have nothing to do with with explaining the plot. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are other movies where that's not necessarily the case or like the the events are just like they happen over a longer period of time or like more things happen or it's a slasher with like a lot of kills, so you want to cover that kind of stuff. That's a good point. And like but when you have a movie like this, it's just it, it's it's almost more about just talking about the way that it made you feel yeah. than it is talking about the actual film itself. Yeah, and I think that's part of it, too. I guess lately it has been a lot of more, like, psychological stuff and not, like, stuff that's, like... And not even, not even everything psychological, but I guess just more... I don't know. I guess in the past, I feel like we probably started with a lot of movies that were, like, dialogue-heavy and stuff like that, like, really funny dialogue, and I guess those are the ones that it's, like, right. easier to talk about shit, like, scene by scene, because it's like, hey, there was this funny-ass thing in this scene, this funny-ass thing in this one, but in this, it's just... A lot of movies I've been doing lately, I just... I want to steer the farthest from doing a scene by scene True. thing. You've been You've been doing uh, different, different style movies much more frequently lately i mean like you did two von trier movies which you can't really go scene by scene with those like not exactly like you've been doing some different stuff you did skins like skins was fucking fun there's a lot of shit going on i got i got sent skins the other day by one of my good friends she sends me weird shit and i was like dude you're fucking late i watched that three times and covered it on my show already skins was fucking great but anyway um okay so i think we've talked about most of the things we want to talk about um i do want to talk about a few lines though a few funny lines and then a few interesting things that happened um first of all the you don't like me cooking scene might be one of my favorite like exchanges of all time just because like just the gent like even aside from like oh if i had a steak i would fuck it the whole point was just like the first thing he says is you don't like me cooking you're so fucking offended He's so sad. He's so hurt. It was like one of the most genuine things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, because Willem Dafoe's amazing. I, I I don't have more to say about that. I just really liked that he he was upset about the cooking. He did have a giant it's, angry it's monologue. Great. It's played it, so great. He even goes like, Hark! Triton! Hark! And then after a while... Uh, he oh, just... fuck, dude. He turns into a fucking like sea warlock or some shit. Like He like casts a fucking spell. He does. And then it ends with Rob Pattinson just going... All right. I like your cooking. <laughs> there is a point in the movie where um, Robert Pattinson does almost kill Defoe in his sleep. Yes. What did you think about that? Almost. 
I don't know, man. I really don't know because he's uh he he has the knife, right? And it's like, is he gonna kill him or is he gonna take the keys? Yeah. Or is he gonna do both? And then he ends up, you know, not not doing both. And I don't know. It could have been a different movie if you would have killed him right there. It could have been a different movie. I don't. It, the movie would have just ended though, right? Like maybe so. The what I was talking about how Eggers based these characters off of Greek mythology is uh Robert Pattinson is supposed to be Prometheus, which is the guy who like steals the the fire of the gods to like take it to man. Yeah. And then uh that puts um fucking Willem Dafoe as Protus, who is essentially the, the, the person who captures him, and that's why we have that super weird fucking shot of naked Willem Dafoe just, like, staring into Robert Pattinson's eyes uh, and then, like, light coming out of his face is because that's sort of a reference to that. And apparently Prometheus's um, punishment was that he, like, got his body eaten by, like, ravens or vultures or some shit for eternity. Like, he got his body packed Which is out much like eternity. the end, but he had, uh, he was, like, pretty much invincible, right? or, like, he had, like, he had healing powers, so, like, his, what are they, right. they were eating, yeah. like, his liver or some shit like that or something, and then yeah. it would grow back every time the seagulls came back, so it was kind of just stuck in the same spot forever. Yep, exactly. And then it kind of, uh, yeah, and that goes into the end of the movie, and which is pretty much Robert Pattinson ends up going up to the light, and then he falls down, he, like, breaks a bunch of bones and shit, falls on the ground, and then you see a bunch of seagulls eating his intestines out. But obviously yep. he doesn't have that invincibility, unless maybe he does. Maybe he does. We don't really know. We don't really know. Uh, another thing that I've heard a lot of people say is the one-eyed seagull is maybe or maybe not the actual uh, Ephraim Winslow, like reincarnated or like his soul or his spirit or something is like living within that one-eyed seagull and that's like it's kind of that's why he's kind of like giving robert pattinson a hard time and and just giving him a lot of shit and kind of haunting him in a way so it's a ghost bird ghost bird okay i like ghost birds (laughs) i like ghost birds and sea witches let's go can we talk about pattinson's high butt crack he has a very high butt crack. Dude, it's so tall. It's just long. It's like it's like he's got he's got long it's ass. It's like five eleven, like near six foot. <laughs> Dude, a big ass like his crack goes for days, and I don't know if it's like he really cracked it up for the role, but like, dude. Crack for days. That dude always got a high butt crack like that? I, I don't know that I've ever seen a butt crack before this movie. I'd really like to. Um, Okay, well, okay, okay. I just want to talk about one more thing. What do you want to talk I, about? I want to, I think, let me let me just make sure there isn't anything else that I'm really, really missing. Um, No, yeah, I just want, there's only one more thing that's really on my head right now. It's okay. really on my head. It's the, it's the giant vagina lips on that, on that mermaid. Mermaid Veg is fucking huge. Dude, I love me some fat pussy, and that mermaid had <laughs> the fattest <laughs> lips on the planet. Dude, like, I was watching it, and like, okay, like, Robert Pattinson, he's holding... Looked like a fucking Giorgio O'Keefe painting. Dude, he's holding, he's holding this mermaid doll. He's just jerking off to it, going town, like, all, all grandma's boy. It's great, and I'm like, dude, fuck yeah, like... 
that that's awesome. And then he imagines this this mermaid, this beautiful mermaid, giant, just big. Like I feel like I feel like every time I've jerked off to an inanimate object, this is what's happened. I've had a vision of that thing. <laughs> With just an obnoxiously large vagina pasted onto it. Let's see. And it's the focus of my of my shot. Not not my cum shot, but my 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 mental image. It's it's the focus of it. And I feel like this movie really brought that to life. Oh my god. Good for you. I'm glad you got to see it. You know, you know? what's crazy? I didn't the first time I watched this, I remembered a lot of the high points. I remembered Jerking off, I remembered farts. I remembered the high butt crack. I remembered the octopus to foe. Uh-huh. I did not remember the mermaid vagina. That was that was a surprise to me. God, could you imagine watching that in theaters? It would have been like oh my god, dude, like five or six feet wide. I would have loved to see that vagina in theaters, <laughs> dude. I would have stood up in the middle of the theater and I would have been like yes just just clapping like there thank it is thank you there it is thank everyone you. we can all go thank home thank you we saw would, it it's good i would buy another ticket <laughs> and i'd watch it again you know the best part is is that has that that is probably a practical like prosthetic like that they made it's probably sitting in a warehouse Dude, somewhere i want it just hanging on your wall. It is fucking beautiful. It's like a giant like flower. Yeah. It's like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting, dude. She's that she's that lady who makes the flowers look like vaginas. It's just it's so good. And that's where I want to end this episode, actually. Because I think we, we covered everything. We just kind of went around in different circles. We did. We didn't really go no, in no, order. No. Sorry. But that's guys. fine. You you guys are fucking fine. I think mo- most people say that they like it like this, so I think it'll be fine. <laughs> But yeah, I really want to end this with those vaginas. I I think this was a really good movie. Not just for the vagina guys, but for other things too. The vagina is the best place to end it. It had two kills, if you count. I, I just count the kills that are like mainly saw. Actually, I guess technically only one kill because we don't see Pattinson die. But it's safe to assume that that dude died there. Yeah, I mean, you could you could count um, one-eyed seagull. I do. Well, that's the seabird kill count. There's one. Oh, sorry. Yep. Separate, separate, separate count. count. So it. we have two kills, one seabird kill, uh, one on the boob count, and actually, let's throw a vagina count in here. We got one on the vag count. No dicks, though. Boom. That doesn't happen every day. How are there no dicks in this movie, though? I know, That's right? the weird thing. It's pretty shocking. Like, there's a lot of, like, it's dick adjacent, but there's yep. no dicks. No dicks? Very odd to me. Um... No tips, no heads. No, there were tits. Nothing. I said tips. Oh, sorry. tips. Gotcha. With a P. No, no tip of the dick. No head of the dick. No, no balls. Dude, no ball. Really Wait. shocking. There was no balls. How right? often do you see balls in movies, though? I feel like I see dicks more than balls. You probably do, but like I could just imagine a scene where like. You fucking Willem Dafoe gets up and is naked and they're just like, yeah, they're like hanging down. Like, I can imagine that shot. That should have been a thing, but you can't do it because Willem Dafoe's penis is obnoxiously large. 
Right, right, right. Just fucking gets in the way. For people that didn't listen to the Antichrist episode, Lars von Ulrich didn't want to put his dick in a movie at one point because he was like, dude, his dick is just so big. That's the, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the story. That's what I've heard. Gotta so. love Willem Dafoe and his fucking giant schlong. There you go. Nothing to be ashamed of. Willem. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and answer this for both of us. I think we'd recommend this. There's no reason you shouldn't watch this movie. Oh, yeah. It's something that you at least need to just watch. But what would you rate this, James? Oh, this is, it, it's probably not, it, it, it's, I feel like I'm a, I'm a hard ass with my five stars. I, I, I don't want to quite give it, I don't want to quite give it five stars because there's a level of it that I think isn't like, there's a little bit of fun in it, but there's maybe not quite enough fun for me to say that it's a five star movie, but it's, it's, it's easily a four, right? a four star yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might even be a four, four and a half. Um, but that's just because I'm a hard ass. Like I, I genuinely enjoy this movie. I own this movie. I'm really happy that I have a physical copy of it. Yeah, honestly, same. Um, same on both things that I have a physical copy, but also on this being a four. But I think my four more goes into the yeah. fact that I need to at least take a star down because I haven't been able to watch this movie in full. So it's like I, I feel like that's totally yeah, fair. I can't, I can't sit here and be like, oh, this is a five star movie, and be like, but I fell asleep both times. I think it's a really good movie, and like obviously I put it all together. I watch half of it last night, half of it today, and uh, if I'm being honest, that's how I watch a lot of fucking movies. Sometimes it's just it just happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'd say four stars is fair. Yeah. It's I a agree. beautiful movie. It's really good. It has you fucking thinking, which I, I don't, I can't say that like a movie that makes me think is kind of back to the Christopher Nolan thing. I can't say that like, oh, just because it makes me think it's a good movie, but I do think this is uh, a good movie. Yeah. I have a fuck, Mary kill. Can I give one to you? Oh yeah. I have one for you too, but you can give one to me. <laughs> I want, uh, I want Robert Pattinson, okay. Willem Dafoe, obviously. And then just the mermaid vagina. Oh. Not the top half, <laughs> only only the bottom. Wait, half. Wait, so there's like nothing attached. It's just a vagina. You just get the bottom half. It's not like it's cut off and it's like amputated. It's like the bottom half is just like its own piece. It's its own person. So it's like fin, like tail fin, and then vagina on top of it. Yes, but there's no top half. There's no top half. It just so it's it not a stops. person. It's just an inanimate. It's, it's not an a person. Object. There's not a person is there. It? It's every. It's every toxic masculinity. Yeah, I was gonna say that's fucking wet dream I was like, of literally just being. I a was pussy. like, you're literally giving me every man's dream right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only doing that because I feel like it's not fair to just include the full mermaid because we didn't actually get to to see any of her personality. I think. That's, oh, you fucking it, dick. She, she... That can't be your explanation. You piece of shit. You fucking don't try to give yourself an out don't try to give yourself an out for this when you made this scenario and you're giving me over, you're over here going like hey you want to marry just this bottom half of a woman that's just the pussy with no personality and then you're going to give yourself the out like i'm not going to put the top half on it because i didn't get to meet her personality i'm not in love with her it's Fuck true. you, it's you true. dick. you don't you don't get it you don't get it you're a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> I knew you know what like this is such a bullshit fuck Mary kill because no matter I know no, that's why no, I no, wanted no, to no do no matter what I do everyone on this sh everyone in the world already thinks I'm such a fucking misogynist piece of shit because of the <laughs> shitty jokes I make and now me everyone knows everyone already knows once you gave you this to me you can do it you no, can do it everyone knows that I'm 
No, Sh- you you can choose. James, you can choose me, a correct answer. Let me finish answer what here. I'm it's saying. Possible. Let me finish what I'm saying. Everyone that's listening to this already knows before I answered that I'm getting married to the half fucking vagina Finn. Everyone already <laughs> fucking knows. And you know what? You're just you're just you're just feeding into the fact. In, not in the fact. I just said fact now. God damn it! Now I'm breaking myself. You're just feeding into this notion that I am just a fucking misogynist, mansplaining, sexist piece of shit. Woo! So yeah, of course, I'm marrying the half vagina because it doesn't talk back. <laughs> God damn it. And I'm gonna... <laughs> you know, I was gonna say I'm gonna fuck Defoe because he's packing, but I'm gonna fuck Pattinson because he has a long butt crack. But on- there honestly, you go. Though, that's, that's safe. I gotta be real, though. Pattinson's a hot dude. He's a very attractive man. You think so? I think so. I think he's... I don't think he was back in the day, but I think he's grown into it. I think, like, oh, okay. I think, like, this rugged thing, like, his, like, facial hair and whatnot going on. I think he's a good fucking looking man. I agree. I mean, dude, have you, did you see that, like, little, like, test, test footage Batman. they shot for fucking Batman? Yeah, he's beautiful. Dude, he looks like a hot fucking, like, BDSM actor. In that, yeah. Like, that's, like, sexy Batman. Dude, he's, he's hot as fuck. So, um, and I don't like saying this, but, um, wait, are we talking about Pattinson and Defoe in this movie? Like, in regards to this movie? And and yeah, because I can never because the character names are kind of confusing. Okay. Um, so. then yeah, I'm not then yeah, actors. I'm gonna kill Willem Dafoe. I'm gonna fuck Pattinson, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend every day of my life not talking to the woman <laughs> of my dreams. <laughs> All fucking baby. Great, fantastic. Actually, we don't even have to fuck. I'm. It's just it's just a real big flesh. Give it a few licks. Oh god. Okay, so you want your fuck Mary Kill now since you broke all the rules of Yeah, let's go. I did. I did. I destroyed everything. Sorry all guys. Alright, so this is gonna be fairly similar. <laughs> like actually insanely similar. And here's the fun What else here's is the funny... there? Is it add the seagull? Here, like... When this ends, you're gonna think that I just like change this. Everyone listening is gonna think that I changed this on the spot in regards to your fuck Mary Kill, but I want everyone to know and I yeah. want you to know that I wrote this hours ago. I wrote this hours before okay. this call. Fuck Mary Kill. You have Pattinson while he's getting torn apart by seabirds. You have him in that state. Shit. Okay. You have Defoe, but he's constantly farting and he's wearing that onesie with the strap off. <laughs> and then you have me. Except this is the only time I'm ever changing me. Me, except okay. I have the mermaid vagina. Oh no! And I promise, I promise you, I literally wrote this hours ago. I had this ready. <laughs> There's no way I wasn't putting. Well, the mar- vagina I'm here. marrying you with a mermaid vagina. There's no reason You're not to. Me? Uh, I'm marrying you with a mermaid vagina for sure. I've married you in the past, so now that you have a mermaid vagina, why would I not? No, marry this isn't. You? you don't. Uh, you can't think about any other time you've married me. This is a new marriage. New me. New year, new me. <laughs> no, you you have the mermaid vagina. That's all that matters. See, but that's the issue. Uh, you don't then... get to just... I, I talk back a lot. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. You might have you might have gotten the, the better deal, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but I will fuck Willem Dafoe, and it'll probably really hurt because I assume that he would be the top, and it sounds like he has a huge dick. And then uh, I'll kill Pattinson, who's already half dead. That's, That's like a fine. mercy I'm kill at that point. That. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think we've hit some strides in this episode. I think we found. I think this is the episode that officially gets me canceled. This is the this is the episode that officially throws me <laughs> off of the air because of James' <laughs> fuck Mary kill thing. Obviously, you there know you what? Go. 
It's fine. It's fine. This is this is where the show ends. This is the last. I think episode. this is like the ninety fifth episode. So it's over. It's fine. It's all it's all done. Sorry, guys. We ended it on a good note. Um, I guess this. Go listen to Night Shift video because we'll keep putting out episodes and horse. Yeah, and horse soup's so. just fucking done now. I guess so. Thanks for having me on the internet for a while, guys. Thanks for kicking me off the internet. Um, <laughs> I've officially said the worst things that I've ever said on a podcast. That's not true. That that's not true. I'll be fine. You're We're fine. We're going to be fine. <laughs> so, guys, this was a Patreon pick. Um, if you guys do want to, you know, force me to watch some movie about, like, v- mermaid vaginas jerking off, Willem Dafoe and all that stuff, you can go to patreon.com slash soup and go to the pick a movie tier. And then uh, you got to give me a couple options because you might give me some bullshit. But, you know, it's fine. You just pick some movies you really want me to cover. I'll do it. Might not be happy about it, but I'll do it. I'll do it. James, you want to tell them about your show? Yeah, just uh, I do a little show uh, pretty much every week. Uh, it's called Night Shift Video, N-I-T-E. And we uh, talk about paranormal mysteries and fucking ghost stories and all kinds of shit like that. And uh, we also talk about movies. It's good times. It's good times, man. And uh, me and James also do a show together. It's called I'll Suck Your Blood, but we haven't done it in a while. And that's... <laughs> Yeah, vampires suck. Vampires do suck, and I really hate to admit it, but they suck. I, I, I don't know when that show's coming back. <laughs> we have, me and James decided to take a break, and we have not even mentioned the show in, like, months. No, we haven't. We've just been recording uh, fucking Patreon picks instead. We've been recording everything else but that, and we have not even mentioned the fact that it exists. <laughs> I think at one point, maybe, like, a month or two down the line, we'll be like, hey, let's do... I think... You know what we should do with I'll Suck Your Blood? We should make it, like, a... that That's, like, a... That's like a special treat show now. Me and James wa- watch yeah. a movie that we don't want to fucking watch like once a month or something. We're going to hate it so goddamn hard every time. It's going to be like our anger for maybe it'll like make the episodes better cuz our like built up like anger and resent or like our built up happiness will get broken down at like once a month by these <laughs> movies that we don't want to fucking watch. That's true, because doing one every week was just really starting to turn me into, like, a husk of a human Honestly, being. I did not realize, like, I, I I, think I need to admit this on air. I think, I think it made me hate podcasting as a whole. I think it made me hate podcasting, Because, honestly, like, my, my enthusiasm for talking into a microphone, like, since we started that show, has gone down greatly. I concur. And it's weird, like, it's... I don't get I don't I don't get it, but it's dude, vampires are fucking draining. That's what vampires do. They suck the fucking lifeblood out of it's you. It's just insane. So we'll get back to that soon. I think I think it's fair to say that we're gonna do it like once a month or something. Or maybe just whenever we every once in a while we'll just be like, Hey, here's a vamp just follow that podcast just for maybe on every once in a while you'll get a you'll get a rainy day episode. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we'll be, like, really fucking weird and spontaneous with it, and then when we drop an episode, it'll be, like, three hours long or some shit. Honestly, you know? yeah. Like, that could Who be knows? Fun. Maybe maybe we're going to hate it so much that we'll love it again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. But that's the show that me and James do together. James, I love you. Thanks for always doing this stuff with me, even though you... J- Such a great time. I will time. say James deals with a lot with me. It's bi- Like, when, we, when I said in the beginning that it's basically, like, kind of like a lighthouse dynamic... 
kind of it, it is, but in the sense that <laughs> I think like for a while I was James' dad, and now James is my dad. Yeah, it's just it just goes back and forth. It's fine. And lately, I I'm I'm the child in the sense that I just fall asleep all the fucking neither I've... neither of us. Okay, this is like getting into too much real talk. Neither of us had like super great father figures in our lives, so we just kind of fill that role for each other. It's perfect. <laughs> Isn't it so weird that your father figure is like ten years younger than you? You know what? I can live with it. I I have I have uh, nephews that are older than me, so you know it's the family's weird sometimes. Somehow, me and James ended up becoming each other's therapists too. Like half the time, like we end up on these Zoom calls all the time, <laughs> and we don't even end up like recording movies or talking about movies. We just end up getting drunk and like laughing and crying or something. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Actually, it's uh, it's it's been it's been very therapeutic for me. I'm I'm gonna admit. James, I love you. Thanks for always being around. Thanks for uh Absolutely. Thanks for being who you are, James. You're a good bud. I try. See, so maybe this isn't like the end of the lighthouse cuz they didn't they weren't happy in the end. That's true, but we just haven't we haven't reached that point yet. We're at the point where like they're drunk and they're like like dancing with each other. We're still at that point. We're part. sober right now though. Usually you know, I will say though the the whole like doodly doo dancing and stuff, me and you have legit got that piss drunk. And have legit like sang and danced like that on Zoom calls. I have like just just on a fucking Zoom on call. a Zoom call. Like we're literally just. I think I've been I've I've done more drunken dancing with you on a, on a Zoom call than I have with like real life friends. I can't say that on my side because I get drunk and dance a lot with like in any given situation. <laughs> but I will say that I've definitely um got drunk and danced more virtually with you than I have with with anyone else. <laughs> It makes me feel really special. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank, thank you for that, even if it's not true. No, it's true. Anyway, guys, this is the end of the episode. Um, I already mentioned Patreon, so do that. Um, email at horsehoopyahoo.com. I'm going to start plugging less stuff, just the stuff that matters. Um, honestly, just go right now, I just want to talk about Donkey Fellatio because I think like there are people that listen to it and really enjoy it, but I think more people should listen to it and enjoy it because it's actually, like aside from like the therapy that I get from getting drunk with James and singing and dancing on Zoom calls, I get therapy out of I'm such a I'm such a toxic masculinity kind of person in the sense that I just go to <laughs> podcasting for therapy instead of actual therapy. Um but it has been my musical therapy, it has been my talking therapy, it has been my like where I get out all my stories about like things licking my balls that shouldn't be licking my balls. It's really just <laughs> it's a lot of fun stuff. I bring on a lot of cool guests like local people and or like just cool people in my life and uh it's a fun show it's donkey fellatio it's currently the only video podcast that i do so if you guys want to find that i suggest watching the youtube videos because it's going to make a lot more sense than the audio most of the time because audio might confuse <laughs> you if you don't see what's happening but uh it's all on youtube.com slash uh soup or just search horror soup on youtube and that's where i upload all the donkey fellatio episodes and yeah that's that's pretty much everything i have to say today i don't want to you guys can find all the socials and all the other stuff i think i'm I think I'm done plugging that stuff forever. I don't know. Eh, I mean, eh, you know. Eh. It's fun. I don't think, I don't, I don't want. There's part of it that feels like you're talking to like kindergartners, yeah. right? Like if they're, if they've, if they've gone this far to where they're listening to the podcast, I think they know how to find you on Instagram. Like, I think it's more like, it's that whole thing where, you know, you feel like you're talking like, Hey, maybe there's a new person listening to this episode. This is where you find it and whatnot. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I feel like, 
You guys aren't dumbasses. Like, you know how to use fucking internet. internet, But then every once in a while, you run across those people that aren't dumb and don't know how to use the internet, and you're like, oh, wait, maybe I should keep (laughs) saying these things. Like, maybe I am giving you guys too much credit. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I just think about when I listen to a show, and it's like, all right, unless you have some, like, weird, obnoxious name that's, like, unfindable that doesn't relate to your show at all, then, like, I'm pretty sure you can find my show. I'm literally, like, a variation of horror soup on everything. Right, yeah. You're gonna so find you're gonna it. fuck. Just fucking Google it. Just fucking Google horror soup. You'll probably find oh, everything. Literally, if you Google horror soup, you'll you'll just find shit. Like it's fine. You'll probably find shit. Caleb doesn't want you to find. Yeah, dude. One hundred percent. There's so much shit out there that I don't want you to find. <laughs> There's so much. Actually, that's not true. I'm an open book, but like his Pornhub account is even horror soup. Like, come on. You know, porn. You can't be on porn Pornhub anymore unless you're verified. Oh they had, shit! There was that true. big old sex sex trafficking thing, and like, uh, yeah, a lot of shit went down, and like, you know, like underage shit. Who was it? Like Master Mastercard or somebody? Like, like pulled payments from dude, it and everything. I think it's, it's Mastercard crazy. and Visa that you literally just can't buy anything on like Pornhub shit. or anything anymore. Like, it's just they just say no. That's wild. That's Which wild. honestly is fucked up. It's very like, it's fucked up for sex workers. Like, it's 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 dude. Right. It's not. Yeah, it's not a no, good time. I, I definitely see that side of it. Like that that fucking sucks. Yeah. So that's what's going on. I don't know how we got there, but it makes sense. Um <laughs> James, say bye, say bye. We're done. We're done. Okay, love you, bye. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me harasu, give me, give me harasu, give it, give it harasu. Harasu. You like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and lick out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me hard soup, give me, give me hard soup. Give it, give it, grubs up. Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup, horror soup, will keep you well fed, it's gorgeous smell, could wake the dead, vegetable is just forgettable, if your energy's low, you know what to do, simply gobble on down some of this food Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef. I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do the washing up. I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full. My belly's gonna
even look after himself. <laughs> <laughs>